Welcome back, Bills fans, fans of the game, fans of football. It's your boy, Jeremy Mountain, here with another episode of Blue Mafia. We had to take a little bye week last week. We had a uh, nice little party out at Elmwood, sorry, Elmwood Meadows. We're here in the Elmwood Village. I appreciate y'all listening. Been a while. Let's get right into it. Uh, Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen have been doing an incredible job, in my opinion. Um, I'm going to give Josh Allen A's across the board for mind mechanics and moxie. Uh, I just think he's playing at an elite level, and I don't know who's playing at a higher level than Josh Allen right now. Maybe Patrick Mahomes. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Ken Dorsey, I think creativity, I've got him sitting at a B right now just because he hasn't really needed to be that creative. But execution, I have him at an A right now because the Bills are executing at an incredibly high level. Uh, good news, Maryvale football still undefeated. They took down Olean at home last night by about two scores, and they are clinching the number one seed. And also a divisional title. So that's exciting, hoping that the Flyers can finally bring home that championship. Now, the Chiefs are obviously an incredible team. They're a dynasty. I would, I, even though they've only got one Super Bowl, they're probably a dynasty. Andy Reid is an incredible, incredible football mind. They're the number one scoring offense despite losing Tyreek Hill. We know all this, right? I'm not going to feed you the same shit that you have on TV. That's not what Blue Mafia is here for. Blue Mafia, Bills lovers everywhere united and fans of blue cheese. We're here to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth in a fun and engaging and comedic way. And that being said, I'm fucking sick of playing nice with Pat and Travis. These guys are going to be our number one contender and or champion until Josh Allen retires. And I hear Josh and I hear all these, you know, interviews and everything of nothing but respect for those guys. And I played golf with those guys and yada, yada, yada. And I'm just thinking that's your number one stop on the way to a Super Bowl. So couldn't we stop playing so nice with these guys? I'm sick of it. They're your enemy. They're your rival. So until we take them down, okay, fine, be nice. But when are we going to cut the head off the beast? Moving on. There's really no excuses this week for a loss. We've played an arrowhead before. We've lost an arrowhead before. They went and got Von Miller. The defense is... Once again, incredible despite some of the injuries. But there is no more injuries. Trey White's not playing. Looking forward to seeing him back on the field. He looks like he's getting close. But the health of this team can't be used as an excuse anymore. They're 4-1. Things are good. I'm happy. But the bottom line is there's been a lot of injury talk this year. And we're in a position where no one is injured, so there's no excuses this week. Number three, finish him this week. 
We all know 13 seconds. We all know how this Chiefs team can come back. I heard a little bit of stuff this week talking about how you maybe don't want to get up big on the Chiefs because they can always come back and maybe you want to slow them down and all this other shit. But how about just finishing the job? I don't care if you get up early. I don't care if you come back. I don't care if you score last. I don't care if you need to stop them from scoring last. It's football. Finish the job. You went and got Von Miller. You got the superstar closer in Von Miller. I'm I'm excited to see what he brings to the table in terms of finishing Patrick Mahomes. Great teams save the best for when it matters. And Andy Reid is one of the best ever. And one thing like Bill Belichick in his best days with Brady is they save some of this stuff for later. They save it for when it really matters. And in part two, obviously, we'll get into the NFL implications and breaking down the top five quarterback matchups with playoff implications already in week six. But the bottom line is Andy Reid, like all the best guys, saves it. And they have so many wrinkles and so much comfort and so much continuity between all levels of their depth on offense that that's why you've seen them continue to operate at a high level is they're just flowing. They're playing creative. They're playing off the cuff. They have so many wrinkles. But ultimately, I am assuming, but have to assume, that Andy Reid's got some playoff wrinkles that he's not going to play with this weekend, even if it means not winning. Somewhat like he did last year when the Chiefs said, fuck it. They didn't go for the big comeback. They've proven they can do it. Why bother wasting some of that good energy and some of that possible future wrinkles? They just let Buffalo show them what they're going to do. Lastly, beyond the Von Miller finisher and the sex appeal of this swaggy defense, Brandon Bean has continued to provide some incredible weapons for Josh Allen. And he needs to be mentioned once again we need to remind all the Blue Mafia fans out there that Brandon Bean is a goddamn genius uh, in terms of personnel, both from a staff perspective. I can't speak to the training staff, but I would have to assume they're incredible. Upgrading the facilities, upgrading the players' safety-related facilities, recovery time, things like that. But just from an offensive standpoint, James Cook, Khalil Shakir, Gabe Davis. Obviously, Gabe's been around a little bit, but he's a gamer, diamond in the rough guy. Shakir, gamer, diamond in the rough guy. Cook, I don't think we've even seen the best of James Cook. I think he's very young. I think that he's a little confused. I think that some of these veterans are finally starting to reach him, and I think that he's about to pop off in the second half of this season 
And we've already seen how football player Khalil Shakir with his spatted cleats, all young football players out there, spat your cleats. When you see a guy with spatted cleats, you know he's ready to play some fucking football. Old school football. Like Khalil Shakir plays. It's just an incredible, incredible testament to what Brandon Bean is capable of in building a dynasty, and I hope that he's around for a long time. But ultimately, I'm sick of playing nice with these guys. It's time to get a little mean, time to get a little nasty, and I'm hoping that Von Miller brings a little bit of that nasty train with him. But Milano and Edmonds seem to have certainly continued to grow and develop and evolve, and despite Kyrie Elam's you know, tough matchup with George Pickens last week. That's all they had. I mean, hey, throw it to George Pickens 11 more times because we just won by about 50. So it'll be interesting to see what this defense can do to stop Mahomes. I think one way to stop Mahomes is putting his head in the dirt. So player safety, but can't win with Pat Mahomes on the sideline. All clean. No dirty, but let's get some Super Bowl hits this Sunday. All right, let's flip it over. We'll see you on the other side for Top 5 Carback Minecraft of the Week with huge implications. Thanks for listening. Because of the implication. I know, because of the implication. Why aren't you understanding this? All right, so I lost track of where I was uh, as far as the NFL implications picks goes, but I was 3-2, and and then I was uh, 7-8. I believe, and then I didn't pick last week. So right now we're seven and eight. We took our bye week, and I've got the top five quarterback matchups around the NFL with huge implications, playoff implications. Number one, despite this being an AFC NFC matchup, I've got Lamar at Danny Dimes. Lamar with no weapons, Danny with. Minimal weapons outside of Saquon Barkley. This is strangely going to be a fun one because both of these teams play that real smash mouth football. I was listening to Bill Simmons with uh, Peter Schrager on, and they were going over the fact that Wink Martindale, longtime Baltimore Ravens coach, it's somewhat of a revenge game taking on his old team. Now he with the Giants, and they would like to bring the noise, bring the heat. We're going to see how Lamar reacts to that heat. And like I said, even though this is AFC-NFC, both of these teams are somewhat in the race, and they're both one of the top teams in their conferences. And they both have some really sexy sex appeal at times, but ultimately, is it hollow? Is it something that is sustainable? Is it something that's going to win later in the year? I guess we'll see. I have to hand it to Brian Dable, the stuff that he's doing with Danny Dimes, with the triple tight ends with the quarterback run game with the Saquon Wildcat you gotta love it I can't help but not cheer for Dayball as he is igniting a fan base in another team in another town so that one will be watched and we'll pick these at the end number two once again Patrick versus Josh that would be in here but we talk you know enough about the Bills so we'll save that dialogue for another talking head but number two I've got Zach Wilson out at Lambeau versus Aaron Rodgers and once again you're asking why has this got playoff implications because I think the Jets are a possible playoff team 
They're doing the right things, and they have some really sexy talent. Brees Hall and Michael Carter, both incredible young backs. They got the Garrett Wilson kid who's shown that he's ready to play, and they've got two decent tight ends. And Zach Wilson hasn't even thrown to a tight end yet in his career, I don't think. Check that. Tiny, check that. But A-Rod, you knew he was in trouble when he cut the hair. Why did he cut the hair? Everybody was talking smack about him being a hippie and everything, but everyone was kind of thinking he was the coolest guy on the freaking planet. And then all of a sudden, he thinks he's got to get a football cut, and then he comes back and he's got a little tiny... Lane Kiffin's suit looks so tight it looks like he can't even lift his arms. Aaron Rodgers cuts his hair like he's Tommy fucking Shelby and all of a sudden now he's 60 years old and can't play anymore. It looks like he needs another hit of DMT. But they're going to be okay. Him and Tom are getting old, getting up there, and we've got an influx of young quarterback talent that's going to take over this league. But can Zach Wilson go to Lambeau and win in Lambeau? Because if he can... The Bills need to wake up to the fact that this division isn't that easy anymore. And it's despite the quarterbacks getting heads rolled in Miami, they're going to be okay. The Jets are going to be okay. And the Patriots are always going to be at least a problem to play against with Belichick. So I'll be watching to see if Zach's got what it takes. A couple years ago when they drafted Wilson, I saw a little bit of A-Rod in his snap on his ball. Um, and if he can continue to develop and, and become more of that old school feature pitcher type of quarterback, I think he could make it. And I think the Jets can make it, at least to the offs. So I'll be watching that one. We got a revenge game, number three, with Andy, the Red Rocket Dalton, taking on his former team and the superstar Joey Bags Burrow. All of a sudden, Joey Bags is not so sexy anymore. And uh, if you saw that one video of him jumping when someone sneezed during a press conference, that was kind of alarming. He's a little scared. Maybe he's got a little PTSD going on, joking, but seriously. Um, seems like he's socially isolated, too. I was reading about him couple weeks back saying that he's completely turned off all social media and he doesn't do anything he just sits in his house and just it's like that's cool and all but like don't become socially isolated from the world because you're gonna lose a little bit of that swagger but Andy Dalton not doing anything too big too bad but hey he's managing an offense he's leading the charge as his backup role, doing his job, filling in for Jameis Winston. Taysom Hill tends to come in and steal my fantasy points from Alvin Kamara, but they've got him coming in for the Wildcat stuff in the red zone. And Dalton's doing a serviceable job. He's proven that he's worth a contract, and he's worth having a guy like him. And he's keeping that Saints team in the playoff hunt. Joey Bags Burrow. It's kind of a must-win for him because they're in trouble if they don't win this game. If he loses to Dalton, all of a sudden that Joey Bags Burrow, all those weird suits and cocky shit doesn't look so cool anymore. Number four, Geno Smith, baby. Call me crazy, but earlier in the year, if you listen, go back. One of the first episodes this year, preseason, 
I said, does Geno Smith have a rekindling in Seattle? Does he rekindle his career? Because I kind of like Geno a lot at West Virginia. He throws a beautiful ball, and they're saying now that he manages this offense better than Russell Wilson did. Him taking on question mark Kyler and the question mark cards and the question mark Cliff Kingsbury-led Cardinals whole lot of question marks in Arizona but DeAndre Hopkins is finally coming back and ultimately that is a guy that is I mean until you see the Cardinals with DeAndre Hopkins can you really judge them because it would be like saying oh you know judge judge the Bills without Stefan Diggs or judge the Seahawks without DK Metcalf you know you have to think that Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are perfect synergy between the two of them um but Gino looks really good and I'm happy for him because he got that broken jaw and it's unfortunate you know that had to have been somewhat PTSD for him and you know kind of coming away from that reinventing yourself becoming a leader again I'm happy for Gino really happy for Gino Kyler could probably learn a few things from Gino but nobody's probably going to punch Kyler because he's 5'3". And then number five, big one, obviously. The sexy Jalen Hurts, Eagles, Western New York ties, Nick Sirianni. They remind me of a Western New York football team. They remind me of a cold-weather Northeastern team that can win, win in many different ways, pass on you, stop you, beat you in a fist fight. But guess what? Dak Prescott's on the sidelines, and the Cowboys with Cooper Rush also look like one of those teams that can beat you old school. They look like a vintage Cowboys football team from like the 70s. Run game, not anything too explosive, but executing and and finishing drives. Cooper Rush making the big throws like a literally 70s pass game. And then CeeDee Lamb is an incredible talent. But I really like Rush, and I, I, I say ride the momentum. You know, it's obviously a controversy, and they're going to be talking about it for a long time, whether or not this decision that's upcoming when Dak is prepared to play, if they put him back in and he struggles, it's going to be obviously drama. And that's why just leave Rush in. I think he's done an awesome job, and he's done his job. And they're winning. And you got a boring old school coach it just fits coaching quarterback but obviously I'm rooting for Hurts in that in that team because they're in the NFC and I think that Eagles Bills would be a really cool cool Super Bowl so let's pick these quickly and let's get out of here because we got college game day a lot of good football on today let's go Penn State rooting for them to upset Michigan Lamar at Dimes it's in New York Dable's got them flying around uh, Wink Martindale got that defense flying around. They might get a couple big plays over the top. But Lamar, I just don't think that he's got the weapons. And I think they're in trouble. I'm going Giants. Zach at Aaron, because it's in Lambeau, I don't know if this Jets team has the cojones to finish it. But I don't know if the Packers team has the cojones to finish it either. Robert Salah is pretty tough. Upset alert. I'm going Jets. Bags at Dalton. 
I think that the Saints are pretty tough, and Alvin Kamara is finally getting his stride. The Taysom Hill thing too much. I still got Dalton. Cards at Seahawks. Geno, 12th man. I'm going to have to look to see if Hopkins is playing before I put my $2 weekly parlay in. But if Hopkins is playing, I might have to look at that one a little bit longer. But we're going to go Geno in the 12th man there. And then Hurts versus Rush. This one, I believe, is in Philly. I don't think Rush has got enough to put up enough points because Philly's at home. Let's go Philly. So that's Danny Dimes, Zach Wilson, Andy Dalton, Geno Smith, and Jalen Hurts for your top five quarterback winners. Put in the parlay. Two bucks. I don't know. It's a rigged game, I tell you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in a little bit. Keep your eyes peeled for my pregame dump Sunday morning. I'll give you my final notes and prediction. I've been pretty close this year. I'm getting better and better. Stick around with me, and I'll stick around with you. You hear me? I love you, Adrian. We did it. We crossed over 1,000 streams a little bit ago. Getting about 25 views. I appreciate it. All you guys, even though it looks like a little tiny audience, I really appreciate it because I know you're listening, and I know you appreciate this. But... If you ever want to come on, we can hop on Zoom and we can do a little bit of uh, back and forth. So let me know. Anybody out there that's interested, you see how easy it is. I'll lead the dance. I got you, baby. Have a good week. Go Bills.